Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Resolutions, presented by Matthew Boatman on January 3rd, 2016. Party decided, I'm going to pray about this, but I know for a fact before I even pray, God's telling me to save my money. Don't let, don't give anything to the church. Let's just, or don't give out to any charities. I'm just going to keep my money. I'm going to pray about it. God's going to give me the answer automatically. I already know it. This is his answer. I haven't prayed about it, but I know for a fact that this is what God wants for me. If you have done that, which I think everyone's guilty of from time to time. I know I am. Where did it get you? I think you need to have faith and you got to understand that God has a plan and a purpose for every individual on this earth. Whether we want to follow that plan is our decision. God will use you if you allow him to. If you don't want to go through a plan that God has for you, I'm sure there's plenty of other people that he could use. Have the faith to understand that God is wiser. Now, being a Christian doesn't mean that you get to do whatever you want and make these decisions. But submitting to God, to what God wants for us, and having faith in his plan is what I think everyone should strive for. Not only in resolutions, but in everyday choices. The way we speak to each other. The way we treat people that we don't know. The way we look at somebody and say, by the way they're dressed, eh, that person's no good. That person's bald, has tattoos on their arms. You don't want to go around them. Funny story. Brenda and I live across the street from our from her parents. It's amazing. I love living across from them. My in-laws are awesome people. Great examples as Christians and as husband and wife most of the time. <laughs> I don't know if my father-in-law is listening. He might have turned his hearing aids off. He's done that to me before. And he gives the thumbs up or he nods when he doesn't have them on. So I just got the thumbs up. Um, we bought the house. We decided to buy the house across the street from them. It wasn't uh, something we wanted to do. We weren't sure if we wanted to do it. We prayed about it. God kept giving us uh, clear signs. This is what I want you to do. So I go to talk to my mother-in-law about it. I hope she doesn't get mad about this because I think it's funny. She goes, I don't know about that guy across the street. He, he's bald. He has tattoos on his arms. And... And he has facial hair or something like that. And I was like, oh, funny. Sounds exactly like me. (laughs) So her face turned red and she said sorry afterwards. But um, it it was quite hilarious. So have faith in his plan. Number two, you need to pray for wisdom and discernment as how to commit and or fulfill this goal resolution God gives you. Because we don't necessarily have to say it as it's a resolution. We can say it's a goal or purpose or a plan that God has. Resolution is just a way to define it. So let's open up to Psalm 37.23. Psalm 37.23 says, 
Turn away from me. No, that's 27, not 23. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. If and when you choose to make a resolution, like two people in this building have decided to do, that admitted it, ask God to show you where you need to live out this resolution. After you pray and God reveals to you what the resolution is, he isn't just going to leave. He's going to say, okay, I have this plan. This is your resolution. I want you to lose weight. Go do everything by yourself. No, God's going to be there with you every step of the way. It's through his strength that you can do anything, which takes me into step three. Step three is to rely on God's strength to help you. Let's open up to Philippians 4.13. Philippians 4.13, which most people already know. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. There will be times during this resolution, during this goal, that nothing anyone says or anyone does or what you think will make you believe that you can complete this, what God has planned for you. I've met numerous people throughout my life, long life, Thanks for laughing, Brenda. Um, that start a ministry of some sort. And they pray about it. And God's calling them to do this. God's telling them to take a step of faith. So they take a step of faith. And they start doing this ministry. Whatever it is that has got, God has them called for. And then they hit a brick wall. Something happens. And they say, well, that's God's plan. He planned. Fall in front of me. I'm not doing anything else. But in fact, that's not God's plan. He's allowing you to go through struggles, through hard times, to let you understand that he is always there with you. And through his strength you can give, you can do anything. One of my favorite examples of relying on God's strength for help is that of Moses. Most people know the story of Moses. I'm going to go through it. He was raised in a life of royalty and had everything he could ever wanted. He was royalty. Back then he lived. He never wanted for anything. Yet his choice was to leave this all behind. Granted, he was kind of banished after what he did, but he still made a choice. Forty years later, God asked Moses to lead lead his people from Egypt. So let's, let's think about this. I don't know about you, but if God's talking to me from a burning bush, I'm I'm probably not going to doubt it. But Moses did. He was like, no, not me. Pick somebody else. I, I stutter. I can't go back to Egypt. Numerous excuses. But God stuck with him and was persistent. Fast forward in the story. You see that, or not Jesus, Moses uh, truly relied on God's strength. It took famines. It took keep. It, it took God keep telling Moses that this was His plan. Moses kept having faith. He didn't understand it. He relied on God's strength. And then when he decided to leave Egypt, when he thought he was stuck, 
through God's strength, he parted the sea. Now, I don't know about you guys. I know some strong people. And I've seen some crazy things happen with magicians. But to my knowledge, God is the only one that has strength to part a sea. God's strength is beyond anything we can imagine. Us as humans, we err by putting God in a box, saying that, oh, God can't do that. But in fact, that is not the truth. That's the enemy telling you that God doesn't have the strength. Step four, find an accountability partner who will help you and encourage you. Let's open up to Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. In Proverbs 27, 17, it says, Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. So I looked, at this, I looked this up when I was doing research on this, as far as resolutions go. And here's some statistics. The probability of completing a goal. This is from the American Society of Training and Development. No idea that it existed, but I'm going to go with these stats. The probability of completing a goal. If you hear an idea... 10% probability that you're going to complete it. If you hear an idea and decide when you will do it, your odds increase to 40%. If you hear an idea, decide when you will do it, and plan how you will do it, 50%. If you hear, decide when you will do it, plan on how you will do it, and commit to someone else, you will do it 65%. And if you do all of them... You hear, decide when, plan how, commit to someone else, and then have a specific accountability appointment with the person you've committed to, 95% success rate or probability that you're going to complete this goal. 95% when you make that commitment to somebody and you let them hold you accountable. God gave us each other for a reason. Let the people that you're living life with, that you're doing life with, let somebody hold you accountable. The odds are there. The statistics show that you're going to be more successful. If we didn't need anyone, Adam would still be here by himself. But God was wiser wiser than us and knew that we needed a, a partner. We needed people in our lives. So take advantage of it. Sometimes that's a friend. Sometimes that's a spouse. Sometimes that's a family member. But whoever you feel comfortable with, let them hold you accountable. Make that plan. Decide how to do it. Tell them. And move forward with it. And number five. Don't become proud, but give God the glory. Let's open up to Psalm 37, verses 5 and 6. I think I messed this one up as one of the ones my daughter told me. So I don't know if she fixed it, but I'm just going to open it up. Psalm 37, 5 through 6 says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. When we boast of what we've accomplished, so you went through all these steps, you have a resolution, 
You've decided, I'm going to pray about this. You seek God's wisdom for it. You found, you, you, you seek God's wisdom. You're relying on God's strength. Now you found an accountability partner to help you with it. Now you see these come to fruitation. And I don't know if that's right, but it sounds good. Don't be proud pride or boast in what you've done. When we boast of what we accomplish, we do not give glory to God. It's all on us. And like I said earlier, all of us as Christians, we want to give glory to God and not ourselves. We should glorify God in everything we do, everything we say, all of our actions. Easier said than done. I understand that. But that's something we should strive to do. If you look at what Paul had written in Philippians 3, 1 through 11, I think he had it right. When he encouraged us to stop bragging about ourselves and to start rejoicing in the Lord, he put together an impressive list of his own accomplishments, and then he said they were like dung. Now we're talking about Paul, who is a man of God. He wrote the majority of the New Testament. So if he, out of all people, had something to brag about, I say it's there. I don't know about any of you, if I wrote part of the Bible, or half the Bible almost, that'd be kind of something to brag about. But he didn't. He said all these accomplishments are dung. They're like poop. They're like dog poop in your yard. Nobody likes to step in it. But he did say, compared to the glorious reality of Christ in his life, and I messed that up. Dang it. Now, I'm not saying it's not that we can enjoy our moment or where God has, what God has done in our lives, but pleasure and good things is a gift that God, and the pleasure and good things is a gift that God has given us, all of us. God doesn't want us to be just walking around like a robot, not being happy, not enjoying the things that he's given us or done in our lives. But when we boast about what we've done and don't give glory to the right thing, that takes credit away from God. That changes the meaning of your life, the purpose of what you're doing things for. That's it. <clears throat> Wasn't it? I knew it was there. So one last question. What will you choose to build your resolution, your goal, your life on? What will your foundation be? Will your foundation be made of sand? Will you be putting all your chips in on the wrong thing? Are you going to lean on your own understanding on what you think is right? Or are you going to seek the wisdom of the one who understands all? I don't know about you, but I want to give God all this. I want to rely on God's strength and understanding, not my own. Because my own strength and understanding has got me into some bad places. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for everything. Thank you for this new year. Thank you for everything you provided for us, for the time we've got to spend here together, worshiping singing songs of praise, glorifying you in everything that we do. Father, thank you for sending your son to die for our sins. 
Father, I pray that anyone in this room today that does not have that relationship with you, that has not accepted that free gift of eternal life and salvation, I pray that they take that step of faith, that they say a prayer right now to you, because our relationship with you, Father, is between you and the individual. Father, I pray that we just glorify you in everything we do this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You are invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.